Hi there, welcome to another King's Daily and great to be with you again as we go through the book of Psalms in Psalm 29 today. Um, this Psalm David wrote was um, likely written during, you know, maybe during a storm going on as the people of God, they gather together to worship in the tabernacle, this tent of meeting, and um, maybe the storm was kicking off outside or maybe he's remembering something like that happening. And he says this in Psalm 29, Ascribe to the Lord, O sons of the mighty, Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, give to God. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in holy array. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. And then verse five to nine goes on about the power of the voice of God and the effects it has on, on creation. And then verse 11, this powerful God that speaks um, it says the Lord will give strength to his people. This Lord will bless his people with peace. G. Campbell Morgan, who's a, um, a preacher from past times, says that the singer finds occasion for the highest form of praise in the presence of a storm which otherwise might have filled the heart with terror. The singer finds occasion for the highest form of praise in the presence of a storm which could have filled the heart with terror. Um, so he's, uh, David is allowing the, the, this storm, as it were, to point him to what God is like, to reveal something about God. And the Bible says that the heavens declare his glory. They declare what God is like. We look at the creative order and we see something of the power of God that would inspire awe and a sense of, of wonder at what this God is like. And it says one phrase that comes through this time and again is the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord. And in verse 4 it says the voice of the Lord is powerful. I don't know where you go to in the Bible when you start to think about God's voice, but one of the first places my mind goes to is Genesis chapter 1, where there you've got in the beginning God, and God said, God spoke, I think it's about 10 times in that in the creation um, story there, and um, uh, God's voice being powerful, bringing into existence through the word um, what wasn't in existence before. God's word, God's voice carries creative power to do that. It's powerful. And then I go to Jesus, I think forward to Jesus and think in John chapter 1, um, at the beginning there where you've got this allusion back to um, Genesis 1 where it says, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and was with God in the beginning and all things were created through, through him. And, and, and then it goes on to say this Word, this powerful Word of God moved into the neighbourhood, put on flesh in Jesus and Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2 says that in these last days, God has spoken to us in his Son. Jesus is where God has spoken, where his word is seen most clearly and most powerfully. So the voice of the Lord is powerful. The place we need to go is to Jesus, his Son. And I think about Jesus' words that he spoke. And the, um, when, when they were disciples were in a storm and they were in a boat with Jesus and and, and they're slowly understanding who this Jesus is, and and Jesus is asleep in the front of the boat, and um, and, uh, and and the disciples are scared of the storm, as they're, they're they're afraid. They're like, Jesus, don't you care? Aren't you worried about us? You know, you're asleep, and we're facing a storm, and we could drown. And Jesus gets up, and he just says, "Be still," and the storm stops. And the disciples' re- reaction is one of awe, one of wonder, and they ask the question, "Who is this?" Who is this whose words command these things? Then even nature responds to him. And um, 
This is our worship. Lord, give glory to him. Ascribe to the Lord what's due his name. It's worship that is in response to who God is, who God reveals himself to be, and ultimately in the person of Jesus. It's there he's spoken most clearly and most powerfully. That's where our worship flows from. Um, that's where our uh, understanding of God flows from, from knowing who Jesus is. And we look at the cross, we look at the resurrection, we see what Jesus said, we see who Jesus is, uh, and worship spills over from that place. Um, I think of the Mount of Transfiguration as well, with this story where Jesus takes James, Peter and John up on a mountain, and there it says that Jesus transformed to, um, he shone. It was like he was, his glory was being revealed. Uh, who he was was being revealed to them that this is God with us. God has moved in. God clothed in flesh in Christ Jesus. This is the claim. This is what he's saying. And it's there on the mountain that it says that he appeared with Elijah and Moses. These characters from the Old Testament. Elijah representing the, the prophets of the Old Testament. Moses representing the law. The law and the prophets and Jesus. And it says that it's, you know, Peter's scrabbling around to say, oh, shall we build a shelter for them all if they're all here now? And, um, and God's voice comes powerfully cutting across that situation and, and speaks. And they, it says they fall to the ground in sort of awe and wonder and terror. And, and God speaks and says, this is my son. Listen to him. Listen to what Jesus says. And it says when the disciples got up from the ground, the only one that they saw was Jesus. Moses wasn't there anymore. Elijah wasn't there. This sense that Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament law and the prophets. This is my son. Listen to him. Hear his voice. In these last days, God has spoken to us in his son. Jesus is where God speaks to us most clearly and most powerfully as well. And we need to allow this psalm to point us to Jesus and what he says. And so whose voice do we listen to most in our lives? What shapes our lives most? When we're in the middle of a storm, when things are difficult, where do we go? Whose voice do we listen to? Maybe when fear could dominate our hearts, um, who do we listen to? Well, the one who stills the storm, the one who says, my peace I give to you. Do not be afraid. I'm with you always. When condemnation could kind of grip our hearts and, uh, and maybe our failures could get the better of us, we need to listen to the one who says, I forgive you. I forgive you. It's dealt with on the cross. I've taken that for you, that guilt, that shame. I forgive you, you can walk free from that. We need to listen to his voice. When we feel weary and burdened and weighed down with things, we need to listen to the one who invites us, who says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I'm gentle and lowly in heart. I'll give you rest for your souls, but we've got to come to him. When we don't know what to do and we don't know the way forward, we need to listen to him, hear Jesus' voice, follow me. Put into practice the things that I say. Take hold of what I say and do it. Walk in it, walk in my ways. When we don't know what to do, Jesus gives us direction. When we feel weak, we need to hear his words as they were to Paul, but they are to us. My grace is sufficient for you. My, my power is made perfect in weakness. We need to hear his words to us. They carry the creative power to bring into being what wasn't there in our lives. And I pray that today, verse 10 and verse 11, for each one listening, that may God give strength to his people. Maybe you need strength today, and I pray that God would give strength to you today. What you feel you don't have because of God's word carries power because of who Jesus is. It, it creates that in our lives. And may he bless his people with peace. 
Maybe you need that peace of God today to guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I pray you would know that today in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.